Amen. If you're in Sunday school, you may be dismissed. Let's keep this attitude of, of worship. I believe, I believe the Holy Spirit's moving right now, just brooding over us. And what I'd like you to do is I, I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. And I shared with a few people this morning, I, I believe God's given me an aspect of a prophetic word um, aspect to my message this morning. Do you know that Jesus pursues after you? It says in John, Jesus was talking to his disciples and said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And he's passionate over you, and he's passionate about you. And I'd like to take a few minutes, and I want to share from Matthew chapter 4. And in this passage, this is, this is after Jesus returned from the wilderness, so it's near the beginning of his ministry, and, and he returned from the wilderness. And, and if we start, I want to read these verses to you from verse 12 through to verse 17. And if you've got it in your Bibles, Matthew 4, 12 to 17. Now, when Jesus had heard that John had been taken into custody, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth... He came and settled in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light, and those who were sitting in the land and shadow of death, upon them a light dawned. And from that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This morning I want you to see, this is an amazing passage when you look at the places and the meaning of the names where Jesus was. So I just want to take a few moments and I just want to look at those and what I'd like to do is I'd like to build your hope. Now, hope is not just buying a lottery ticket and hoping we win. That's how many people think. It's very subjective, and it's, I hope I win. I hope this happens. But that's not the hope that Jesus brings. The hope that Jesus brings is a favorable expectation of what he has for you and for me. It's actually, when you look at the character of a believer, it says, now abide these three, faith, hope, and love. And it's a huge character. It's a huge element in the nature and in our Christian life. But what I'd like to do for you right now is I want you to see some of the places because this is the beginning of where Jesus ministered from. This is the beginning of his ministry. He had just returned from 
being in the wilderness for 40 days and the temptation that was there, and he comes out from there, and I find it interesting, some of the names of these places. It says that he, he withdrew into Galilee, and he came and he settled in Capernaum. Capernaum. Think about this for a moment. Some of the places that we've been. The, 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 the name Capernaum means the village of Nahum. And Nahum means comforted. Jesus began his ministry in the village of the comforted. Or the village of comfort. The place that he came, the place that he dwelt, the place that actually when you study and you look at it, you find out that Capernaum was where he based his headquarters of ministry. And his headquarters of ministry was the village of comfort. As I'm sharing these, some of you are going to be identifying with some of these places. As I believe that these places are prophetic and speak to some of us here this morning. The beginning where Jesus starts from is the village or the place of comfort. His ministry starts with comfort. When you look at the Old Testament and you see these interactions with God with man, quite often the first thing that they, the, the God speaks to man is, don't be afraid. Comfort. As I'm speaking, I'm asking God and I'm believing God is going to convey comfort to you this morning. He starts in the village of comfort. And it says that that village, comfort, was actually kind of in between two areas. One was Naphtali and one was Zebulun. And I find it interesting because when you look at these names, these were part of the tribe, the tribes of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. And the history behind them is that Jacob and his wife and his wives, and it was almost they were competing against each other. And one would have a child and they named their child based on that present circumstance. And it ended with, with, the, with the birth of Benjamin when, when Benjamin was born and his mother died and his mother gave him a name and Jacob said, no, that's not his name. His, and, and he changed his name. Don't live under a name of a place that you've been to. Look to where you're going. And they name these places. Can you imagine living as a child? Every time they call your name, they're speaking over you. And the name Naphtali means wrestle. Wrestle. Every time they spoke over him, he heard the word wrestle, wrestling. And his mother said, I have wrestled and I have won my husband for that night. And she conceived and she bare Naphtali. And I find this interesting because the village of comfort where Jesus operated was between two areas. Naphtali, the village 
or the place of wrestling, and Zebulun, which meant honor, the place where honor dwelt. Dwell with me. Zebulun. That name again reflects the, the arguing or the stress and the battle that the wives had to get the attention of their husband, Jacob, and also the fact that they were, they were wanting to have offspring. And so the one gets him for the night and, and, she, and she has a son, names him Zebulun, dwell with me, honor. I find that interesting because in life we have tension. Have you ever, anybody here ever experienced tension? This, this is what I'm feeling, but I'm also feeling this. I'm, I'm wrestling in my mind. I'm wrestling and I'm struggling and I'm fighting with this and I'm looking at this and I'm having a battle, but at the same time, I also feel like I have honor and God wants to dwell with me and be with me. And in the middle of that, Jesus came and he went to this place and he said, this is the place where I'm going to be and that's the place of comfort. I'm here to tell you this morning, some of you might be feeling like this is a place of exaltation and honor, but you're also struggling with the fact that you're wrestling with things. I'm here to tell you that in the middle of that, you find comfort. What a hope. This is your expectation. This is not a wishful thing. This is not a flip of the coin saying, I hope I get heads. This is an expectation of what Jesus did. This is how Jesus started his ministry. And I just found it fascinating as I was looking at these names Capernaum, Zebulun, Naphtim. Then it says that he was beyond the Jordan. And that phrase was symbolic to the Jewish people because beyond the Jordan meant that they were not in the promised land. And Jesus actually set up beyond the place where they were. And that actually, when you look at it, Gentiles lived in Capernaum. I found that amazing because Jesus said, I came to seek and save those who are lost. He, he says, I came for the house of Israel. But his dwelling place and place where he functioned from uh, was heavily populated by Gentiles. There were Jews there, yes, but there were also a lot of Gentiles. And he was beyond where the people expected. Think about that for a second. Jesus goes and he starts beyond where you and I might think is appropriate. Well, this is the promised land. Now, it was part of the promised land, but symbolically and metaphorically, the children of Israel, it, it was almost like, oh, that neighborhood over there. Yeah, it's part of Vancouver, but it's that neighborhood. That's, oh, and, and, and he said, no, that's where I'm going. Some of you have situations that you've had in your life that you think, I don't qualify, I don't, I don't measure up, there's no way he can reach me, there's just no way, and I'm here to tell you that he's gone beyond what you could think into areas that maybe you thought were untouchable, and he says, no, that's where I want to bring my comfort.
and my hope. Galilee, I'm just looking at these, the definitions of these words. Galilee, Galilee means revelation of God. Who here could use a better revelation of God? That song we sang just at the end, in over my head, it might be not be a typical song that we sing in worship, but the revelation is, I'm hopelessly, helplessly in over my head. What a revelation. What a revelation from God and of God. And some of you have have looked around and you're in a journey. I mean, we use the term journey in our life. Well, this is where I am in my journey. This is where I am in my, my journey of life. This is where I am. In, and, and the word journey comes up a lot. So if I could use that word this morning, some of you are in a journey. And I'm here to give you hope. I'm here to plant inside of you a favorable expectation of what God can do for you. I didn't tell Winona the passage I was studying from this morning. I didn't share with her. I didn't say this is where I believe God's going. And so when she got up and had her words of, of hope and expectation and believing God and trusting in him and being in a place where it's a total surrender, totally in him, I thought, wow, So this morning, some of you are wrestling with things in your head. Some of you have that tension going on. Well, God told me this, but this is actually what I'm feeling. God showed me this. The pastor went on and I've had that. She's referred to her faith binder. God says this, but I'm actually also feeling this. Can we be honest this morning? I know his word says that. I preached a few weeks ago about what his word says. Pastor Sean preached on the power and the importance of belief and what we believe. And what we have to do is we have to take the belief from a head knowledge or a reading knowledge and plant it in as a heart knowledge. Because if we live with a head knowledge, what happens is when that tension happens, we end up running, or as they would say, fight or flight, and we would end up flight. We'd end up running. I'm here to tell you that Jesus is the hope. And he began everything he did by saying, I'm going to start from a place called comfort. In the middle of your tension between what you are struggling and wrestling with, with what you believe you're favored with and what you're dwelling with, in the middle of that, I'm going to start and I'm going to dispense my hope to you. So this morning, my prophetic word for you is that Jesus, in the middle of your chaos, 
in the middle of that tension of that tug of war where you're pulling one time you're pulling this way the other time you're pulling that way one day you're going yes I'm highly favored this and that and the next day you're going yeah but I'm struggling with this and I'm fighting with this I'm here to tell you that Jesus came in the middle of that and he said this is where I'm gonna be and I will reside What I find amazing is the moments that I struggle, quite often I start to intellectualize reason and come up with my concept and my ideas and I put Jesus out of the equation and I start trying to figure it out myself. Don't go there. And you say, yeah, but, but I need to have control. No, you don't. We live in a control society. We live in a society, me too, we live in a society where we're told we need to control everything and we need to manage this and, and you can't do that to me, you can't do this. And we let that come into our relationship with Christ. In my relationship with Christ, it's all him. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. In the middle of the tension of what you're wrestling with and what you believe God is, I'm here to tell you, in the middle of that place, God came and he sent his son and he says, that's comfort. I'm here to comfort you in that situation and in that struggle. And right in the middle of that, find Jesus. Is this making sense to anybody? Because it, it hit me between the eyes. <laughs> it doesn't mean we don't exercise wisdom. It doesn't mean we don't exercise understanding. But we find those through Jesus. We find them in the person of Jesus. He is wisdom personified. He's strength exemplified. He is love. And in the middle of those situations, and, and I may be hammering this right now, but we live with tension. We live with tension. It's almost like we have two little robots sitting on our shoulder. You know, we see that cartoon all the time, but I believe sometimes that's the way we live. Well, I'm listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what about this? And we... Can I tell you, in the middle of that, in the middle of that, find comfort, because that's Jesus. And that's where he began his ministry. It was spoken of him prophetically in Isaiah. I think it's chapter 9, verse 1. It's that verse that, he, that I just read in Matthew is actually from Isaiah chapter 9. And hundreds of years before, they spoke and they said, this is where he's going to start out from. So if I can say anything to you this morning as we've had an amazing time of worship, some of you may be struggling trying to understand what to do and how this all makes sense Place yourself in the village of comfort.
Put yourself where Jesus started because that's where you'll find him. And what's amazing is, is he goes, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent. And that word repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. If you look at that verse, some verses would say, or some translation, it's at hand, it's within touch, it's within reach. And I believe that there's a kingdom to come, but I also believe there's a kingdom now. And his rule and his reign is for today as much as it is for the future. It's only going to get better. But he was saying, change, repent from your sins. Repent from the way you think. And change the way you think. If you actually look at the word repent, it means change your thinking. Doesn't mean change your doing. Change your thinking. And when you change your thinking, you change your doing. And what he was saying was he was coming and he says, right after this, we have Matthew 5, one of the greatest manifestos of the kingdom of God written down that we have for us. Matthew 5, 6, and 7, where he explains the new constitution, where he explains how the kingdom operates, where he explains this, this is how it's functioning because I've come and I'm fulfilling everything before, and this is how it's going forward. And where does he operate that from? He operates that from the place of comfort. Can I have the musicians come up or the piano player come up? Because I believe God wants to comfort some people right now. Are you ready to receive? It's very early. We're going to take about five minutes. But I believe God wants to touch people where you are right now. And if you're struggling in a tension between maybe what God has said, maybe what you felt, maybe what you've experienced, maybe what you dream of, and then you also wrestle with these ideas of not being good enough or struggling or I can't, that's not for me. I want to encourage you this morning to come to the place where in the middle Jesus says, no, I'm here. And he is a dispenser. He is the dispenser of hope. And he's here to tell you this morning that no matter what you struggle with, he has comfort for you. Not discomfort, but comfort. So maybe if you could, why don't we just stand for a moment? And just take some time. Talk with God. Talk with Holy Spirit. I believe this morning he's here to put hope inside of us. I believe he's here this morning to give you hope. I believe he's here this morning to take you and say you might be struggling with the wrestling of, of, of what's happening around you compared to what you maybe see. I'm here to give you comfort. I'm here to give you hope. I'm the dispenser of hope this morning. If you need that, just raise your hand this morning. Just, just raise to receive. Just receive his peace, his hope. This 
is the beginning of the ministry that Jesus had. We praise you, Jesus. Just pour out your spirit, God. Praise you, Jesus. Let his hope invade your space. As the music plays, I want to read a few verses over you this morning. And I'm just asking God just to let them sink inside of you. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord. For our hope is in you alone. In Isaiah it says, Those who hopefully wait for me will not be put to shame. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for yet I will praise him, my Savior and my God. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Faith in co is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see.
Praise you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we've just stood here with our hearts open before you, being read spirit to spirit, I ask God that your hope would invade, would overflow, would come. Lord, and in the tensions of life that we may be struggling and wrestling in one thing, Lord, and at the same time also believing of the favor and the goodness, Lord, may we be able to find the comfort of you in the middle of those situations. And Lord, whether we think that situation is within reason or beyond reason, Lord, may we experience the hope that you bring because you are the only one that brings hope. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm here to tell you this morning that he is your hope. And that's not a false thing. That's reality. He is your hope. Don't look at the mess. Don't look at the wrestling. Don't even look at the favor or all the blessings, but look at him. Look to him. Because in the middle of all that, he set himself down and he said, this is the place where I'm going to start and this is the place that I'm going to work from. And that's the place of comfort. That's the place of hope. That's the place of peace. That's the place of strength. That's the place of his ability. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.